We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Of course, you need it because we have a lot to talk about. On a Monday morning. Yes, it's the day after Christmas. Yes, it's a national holiday. But in the sports radio format, there is no such thing as a holiday during the course of the National Football League season. There is no holiday when, right now, you have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And you want to talk about your football team, which all of a sudden now has created some mild chaos for itself. Yes, we didn't think they were going to beat San Francisco. Only the men in the locker room felt that they had a real chance to win that game. And for a half, they certainly gave it a really, I mean, big-time try. I mean, that's as competitive as you could be against one of the top contenders in the league for the Super Bowl right now. But mistakes in the end cashed in by the Niners eventually give them a chance to pull away. And now it's do or die for Washington. It is do or die for Washington. And we'll discuss that here on a Monday morning. Mr. Russell, how are you, sir? Good morning, Pedro. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed the holiday as best you could. Uh, It was uh, not as cold, I guess, uh, yesterday as it was the previous couple of days. And uh, I guess for... Some probably disappointed that it wasn't a white Christmas. I was just fine with that because I had a bunch of driving around and whatever to do. Um, but um, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Maddie, uh, hope you had a good Christmas. I am still waiting on something to be delivered. I have no idea what is going on. Uh, hopefully one of these days, maybe by next Christmas, it will be delivered. Uh, and uh, I can present you guys a, a special token of my appreciation Uh, for you all but uh, there is no tokens of appreciation for the commanders you said uh, you know valiant fight uh, maybe as competitive as you could be yes and no at least that's the way I walk away with it like there were moments where you thought hmm okay all right this team is right there they have a chance if they can just force that turnover if they can just do this if they can just do that. And then every time you thought that they were about to turn the corner, Pete, they gave up a big play. Mm-hmm. They gave up a big play. This game is going to be known as the the game that Carson Wentz replaced Taylor Heineke. And make no mistake about it, I understand the, the, the magnitude of that decision, and we're going to get into it. Uh, obviously, we we all could see it coming. Uh, everyone knew that this was a strong possibility, or if you didn't, you weren't paying attention. But to me, to me, while the offense, especially early in the fourth quarter, certainly did not help the defense, and the defense gave them a chance, you know what didn't happen once again enough for my liking, and I'm just shooting straight, is the defense didn't do enough in the first basically three quarters to give a mediocre, struggling, inconsistent, up-and-down offense that was hurting itself despite making some plays enough help to get a win or to stay within one score. Because every time you thought, okay, 
Okay, the commanders have this. It's Brock Purdy. I know you and Joe love Brock Purdy. Nobody else, uh, well, Trent Williams and Kyle Shanahan love Brock Purdy as much as you and Joe Miller on the It's College Football podcast. But nobody else seems to think Brock Purdy is that great. Every time you thought they had them in a position where they could really close the gap or get back on the even line, they would give up a big play. And it happened time and time and time and time again over the first three quarters, Pete. And again, I don't care what happened late. McCaffrey's touchdown is just icing on the cake. Um, Yes, the defense held a couple of field goals after the turnovers early in the fourth quarter. They kept them alive. They gave them a shot. Yes. But the game is four quarters. The game is four quarters. And while they did a good job in the first quarter, the middle two quarters were horrendous. Just absolutely abysmal. And there's lots of reasons for that. But I think that's as big of a story for us as the Wentz Heineke situation, but it will get one tenth of the attention and the coverage, quite honestly. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, by the way, on Brock Purdy, San Francisco has scored 30 points or more in three of the four games that he has started now, and he's completing 68% of his passes. Uh, and in each of those games, each of those games, he's got two touchdown passes in each of those games. So, but before we just excuse him, um, let, let's let's be factual about what Kyle Shanahan has done for him. He has stepped into a contender that has high aspirations. And here's the thing over the last two weeks with this San Francisco team that has just befuddled me about its opponents. With, a, with the previous opponent who's a division rival, I think it's even more inexcusable because you see that team all the time. For a team like Washington who doesn't see that team all the time, it's still inexcusable, maybe not to the same level as Seattle. But how on planet Earth do you not cover George Kittle? And to your point about the defense, that's where the defense went to sleep this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Derek Forrest even talked about, you know, hey, I made a mistake, misread on his part on one of them. Right. So that we have we have one of the uh, you know reasons why Kittle ends up open. But in the last two weeks, George Kittle is running wide open through secondaries. Mm -hmm. And this week, when there's no Debo Samuel available, how on planet Earth do you not have some brackets in front of George Kittle? Linebacker in front, safety in back. I mean, same as last week, to your point, right? Kittle, uh, I I mean, not only was Kittle great in Seattle, but but, uh, Debo wasn't there for that game. So you had, like, the tape. That showed you, oh, okay, George Kittle is being used this way or, or or they're really emphasizing this point, right? So it's not like they caught you completely blind. Oh, this is the first game without Debo. 100%, you know? right, exactly. So and, and yet you mentioned the Forrest mistake. And I mean, listen, he had a great interception off of a deflection. Mistakes are going to happen. He's still a second-year player. Safeties get beat all the time. He just got rope-a-doped. Um, one... Benjamin St. Juice, I think, was, uh, if memory serves me correct, was late in coverage and kind of switching over. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, how how does that happen unless you're so focused on Christian McCaffrey? That's the only thing I can think of. This organization has always done a pretty good job of shutting down Christian McCaffrey in games against the Carolina Panthers when Ron was the head coach uh, after – and, and and again on on Saturday, forget about the late touchdown. He McCaffrey was a non. I mean, that was cosmetology game. at that point, right? McCaffrey was a non. But but did the focus on McCaffrey without Debo hurt them? And I think that the answer is is fairly clear, right? Uh, along with and and we should point this out: Cam Curl not being there. We talked about this on Friday. Yep. Uh, as a possibility, right? We were fairly sure Benjamin St. Juice was going to play. He did. He got hurt, banged up again early in the game, came back. So kudos. He's clearly not 100%, clearly not what he once was. But you put a hampered Benjamin St. Juice uh, along with no Cameron Curl. Are we being unfair? Are we? Am I being unfair? Because you didn't hammer the defense as much as I did. You were concerned about the wide open spaces, which is part of what I'm hammering. But I mean, 
are we being unfair because half of your starting secondary is either banged up or not available? Well, I mean, I think you have to acknowledge that, though. I mean, that's important. I mean, it's like, I mean, missing Cam Curl is like arguably missing your quarterback on offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because that guy is so versatile and is responsible for so many things uh, in your secondary. So it, it's, it's, it's if you're playing with Taylor Heineke and you're in Ooh. the back part of your secondary. Oh. You mean, wait, backup guys don't always it, – it's not always next man up like John Feinstein once, once wrote. Whoa. And, and, and next man up just automatically just jumps right into the fray and next man performs up, at Next a high man level. up is a great statement, Chris. Yes. Um, on rosters in yes. any sport. But yes. let's face it, next man up in football means a little different because there's so many guys you have to have on the field. Um, that, that next man – let's face it, just like – I mean, if next man up was – um, you know, uh, if next man up was a real thing. Okay. We substitute, you know, for players, like if a guy's shooting the ball poorly in basketball, we put in another player. If a running back is fumbling, we put in another player. If, you know, a baseball player has struck out, you know, nine times in his last 12 at bats, we give him an off day and we put in another player. Right. Well, in theory, that works at just about every position, but quarterback, except that has now finally caught up with this football team as well. So when you're when when Cam Curl goes out, it's impossible because of the lack of reps at those positions to think that Jeremy Reeves, Derek Forrest, or any of those other guys that, you know, end up having to take some of those responsibilities are gonna play and have one hundred percent grade on mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I mean, football's a football's a difficult game to play. It's it's sometimes a complex game if teams make it too complex. I don't think Washington makes it too complex. I just think great players on offense sometimes make it complex for defenses yeah. no matter how good defensive personnel is. This yeah. is we've never seen skill play as good as it is in the National Football League right now. Look at the skill play that we saw from the Washington football team on Saturday. And I I I want to give that a tip of the cap here. Uh, in a moment as well. But, Chris, ultimately, this game is 7-7 at halftime. Oh, you're on the road, short week, it's 7-7. You're feeling mighty darn good about yourself. A rare drop by Jahan Dotson. And I know everybody wants to say it's a back shoulder throw. That's a that's a wackily thrown ball that Jahan still has to catch. The, the ultimate is to throw that out in front of him where he's got the defender beat so he can keep on trucking for right. a touchdown. Right. But he has to catch that ball. He'll tell you the same thing. I mean, ball's right in his hands. He's got to catch the ball. Yep. The only difference is he probably wasn't going to get a touchdown if he catched the ball. Maybe he was. But you got to catch the ball no matter what, even though that ball was behind him. Um, but otherwise, Jahan Dotson was a stud. And I keep saying this all – I keep saying it every week. You want to you wanna run out there with McLaurin – Dotson and Samuel, and like I said, outside of Higgins, Chase, and Boyd in Cincinnati, I'll take those three right here in Washington against anybody else's three in the league if we want to go trios. Now, duos, you McLaurin and Dotson have some company if you want to talk duos in the league because there's a lot of good duos, mm-hmm. but there aren't a lot of great trios, okay? And Washington's got a trio. And that is what's frustrating when you have that kind of a trio and you can't consistently get to 20 or more points every week. Well, what's missing then? You tell me. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, right? The quarterback, you start with the quarterback. Combination of and two, the, right, combination of two things, though. And the offensive line. Right, combination of two things. Yeah. It's both quarterback execution and the people coaching them. And and here's here's my give me a give me a second here to explain what I'm talking about about that. Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke both have mechanical flaws in their game. Consistently throwing off the back foot. Heineke consistently mechanically is doing some things that at some point you would think Ken and Scott would have fixed, you know, because even though even though you're not going 11-on-11 11 11 in practice all the time and hitting and all that other stuff, a lot of what you do 
is individual mechanical work. And yet, the two of them, Wentz early in the season and Heineke throughout the course of his play, mechanically is flawed. And they can't get it corrected. So it's either the player refusing to correct it or them not identifying it and working on it enough to where they do correct it. And and that is tough to watch because that's why some of those balls are behind or underthrown because a guy that's already, you know, giving away five to ten yards in terms of arm strength, falling back on his back foot, throwing off his back foot and not following through, that's why those balls sail. That's mm-hmm. why those balls are behind. And the other part is that neither quarterback has anything to do with when they've got dudes in their grill punching at their you-know-whats every play because it seems like that's happening a lot lately. That's the other issue. Taylor ends up with dudes in his grill and getting popped, loses the football, and as a result gets replaced this week. And now Ron has indeed opened up the can that you you have been accurately on saying that can was getting ready to get open. Yeah. And it got open on Saturday. It did. And will now be a huge debate of discussion until Ron tells us exactly who's playing Sunday in the biggest game of your football season. Because yeah, it, with the Green Bay Packers winning at Miami yesterday, Chris, I'm convinced they have to win both games to get into the playoffs. Well, that's the only way they control their own destiny. I mean, uh, in, in order for Green Bay, I think, to make it, they have to win their final two. Washington has to lose one of two, and the Giants have to lose. Their final two, I believe, is the scenario. Yeah, because Washington can't finish in a tie with the Giants. Right, right. And Green Bay wins its last two. They'd get the 9-8, and eight, and they would jump ahead of Washington if they lost one, which would be 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, Yes, and 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 Washington, uh, you know, obviously has the head-to-head advantage against them, so on and so forth. We'll we'll get into that. That was a terrible, awful performance by Tua Tagovailoa yesterday. Just dreadful. Last I mean, three want... drives, man. He's got all he's got to do is come yeah. through on one of them. They win the game. He threw three interceptions. We want to talk about bad quarterback play. Whew, man. Um, whew, mercy. Uh, but uh, okay, two two quick things. Your point about footwork. What do you think the chances are, percentage-wise, out of 100, that Ken Zampezi and Scott Turner, two coaches that, you know, work 90-plus hours a week, Zampezi's been doing this for, you know, 30 years. Turner's been doing it, grew up, obviously. We all know whose dad is, grew up around the game. What do you think the chances are that they haven't recognized or realized or studied exactly your point out of out of 100%. Uh, my belief is my belief is the coaches with their level of experience. These are not neophytes in any way shape or form. You look at the coaching staff as a whole. There are not a lot of coaching neophytes on Correct. this staff. These are people that have been in the game right. a long time. I can't for the life of me believe that none of them have a, identified these things, and B, tried to work on them. Exactly. So, so so whether you give it a percentage chance or not, it sounds like a very high percentage chance that you believe, like I believe, that there's no chance that they haven't recognized this and tried to get it corrected uh, as you would with any quarterback, young, old, veteran, backup, starter, whoever it might be, right? That's just all a part of practice, fundamentals, meetings, uh, technique, all the stuff that all teams work on, right? Again, it always comes down to the player, in my opinion. The player has to execute. The player has to do what they are. Now, are certain coaching staffs better at preparation, at mechanics, at game planning, at offensive plan? Of course. Of course there are differences. I'm not suggesting this is on par with what you see out of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers or, you know, when things are going right, Sean McVay and the Rams or Matt LaFleur and the Packers, again, when things are going right, or who or Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Uh, of course, we start with that. We, we realize that. But if we think that coaches are not seeing fundamental flaws and, hey, tweak this, tweak, do this, do, here's how we could do it. 
all that. I'm, I'm just summarizing that. Uh, I think there's about a 0% chance that they haven't recognized what they need to do to get mechanics and footwork and all that stuff better. That being said, it always comes down, in my opinion, again, to the player. The player has to execute. The player has to execute under pressure. We all understand practice should be and is way different than a game situation. Nobody can touch you in practice. I don't know why coaches and football people don't get the difference between practices and a game. Okay, I know they get it, but they seem to refuse to acknowledge it that a quarterback is way, 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 way different in the little areas that you're talking about when he can actually be lit up like a Christmas tree like Taylor Heineke was by Nick Bosa and others on Saturday. Now, that being said, uh, we will get into the particulars of the game. Pete, I I don't – maybe I'm missing something here. I I really don't think this is a decision. I'd I'd be very surprised if Ron doesn't go to Carson Wentz to start against Cleveland. Here, I, yeah, I, I really mean, don't think this is a huge debate. I, again, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Ron will surprise me. I do not think this is a big debate. I don't either. I think it's easy. I think it's easier to start Wentz, and if he's a if he gets hurt or he gets obliterated or looks poorly, then you can go back to Heineke uh, if you want to go in that direction. Because I think I just think it's I think it's easier for Taylor Heineke to come in in that situation as a reserve. Just based on the quality and of his mindset, his evenness that he set, tends to keep out there uh, in this situation, though there's a part of me that wants to get after Ron for the way they handled that this week because, to me, it made it out to be Taylor being the scapegoat by pulling him in this game. I don't think that's necessarily the case, and I'll explain why. When we return, we're wide open for you this morning. It's time to react to Saturday's close, but you're not really that close in the second half cigar against the San Francisco 49ers, where now Washington is pretty much in a win the last two games scenario to get to the postseason. We'll explain why that is all of a sudden to you with what remains of the contenders for the last couple of wild card spots in the NFC, certainly with. Dallas coming from behind to beat Philadelphia. Uh, really no chance that the Cowboys uh, are going to fall out of this thing now. It's strictly going to be Washington, the Giants, Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay for those final two spots. The scenarios will detail throughout the morning as well. But the one thing we do know for Washington, win the last two, they are in. They are still driving the bus right now. The key for Washington right now is to make sure that bus doesn't drive off the road. 301-230-0980, streaming live for free, as always, each and every morning. Take us everywhere you go today on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Now the day after Christmas usually a holiday, so I don't know if the postman's coming today or not. Hopefully the postman gets two well-deserved days off in a row because the postman never gets two days off in a row. It's kind of like Pete Medhurst. They only get Sunday off. In fact, some of them don't even get Sunday off anymore because I watch them deliver packages on Sundays. Yep. So uh, they've had no choice but to uh, compete with um, with Amazon, right, yeah. for services. Yep. Uh, so the uh, post office has gone to. So shout out to all of our hardworking uh, men and women in the U.S. Postal Service and all the other delivery services right. out there in the cold weather the yes. last few days in particular. Can you imagine being a post person, a postal person in Buffalo the last few days? Well, you weren't delivering mail. <laughs> I mean, I, I talked to. Uh, so you remember that Garth Brooks concert that yeah. I went to at, at at the Pill Stadium at the end of July? You know, we have a, you know, my college buddies and I, we all have a text thread. And, you know, we bring it up every once in a while since the concert, right? And and yesterday the the text started flooding in. And um, uh, I'm trying to find it here. My friend sent a couple of pictures my 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 friend Mike Mead, who is in Fredonia, New York, which is about an hour, maybe a little less under normal conditions, um, uh, would um, uh, hang on a second. Sorry, Jay. Uh, uh, um, okay, um, Jay. Uh, just FYI, Jay Gruden. Is uh, is asking if he if we can go a little bit earlier with him. So if we can make that happen, uh, that would be good. Um, but um, anyway, my my friend sent a, a text and he's like, "Oh, we only got twelve inches out here, right? Okay, about twelve inches. Mostly, uh, most fell early this month uh, or, or early this morning, meaning Christmas morning. Frozen pipes yesterday, but nothing that a hair dryer couldn't fix, right? And then my other friends who live in, like, Tonawanda, New York, which is just outside of, yeah, between Buffalo and Niagara Falls, basically, to to paint a picture. Uh, this was our front yard this morning. We were lucky to have power, and all you see is just, just you know, everything just stacked with snow and nothing but white uh, and, and just inches of snow. I, I, I mean... Un, like you can't move in some of these places. And I, I always say this about Northern Virginia and DC weather. I mean, yes, we get some wild weather and all the heat and the humidity is nowhere near what people think it is compared to other places, nor is the snow and the cold weather, Pete. I mean, you cannot. You cannot in any way, shape, or form compare the climate of this general area to anything as in terms of extreme, and yet I hear it all the time. I hear people, oh, the humidity. Oh, it's the worst. Do you know how bad it is in New Orleans? Do you know how bad it is in Houston, Texas? Do you know how bad it is in, you know, wherever, down south, in the southeast? And then the cold and the snow and all that stuff. I mean... In Buffalo, you mentioned the mail service. They're lucky. Again, they're lucky they have electricity. They're lucky that they have pipes that haven't frozen and busted. And I'm sure in some cases that they have. It's absurd. What we experienced over the last couple of days, ah, nothing, nothing, nothing that a bad quarterback can't fix. Did you see the snow on top of a couple of the Bills' cars when they left the parking lot? Because, by the yeah. way, they, they had to fly into Rochester. They right. couldn't fly into Buffalo. They flew into exactly. Rochester. Uh, th th and that was where I, I was trying to remember th that story. Exa you're absolutely right. They had to come. Yes. They had to go out. 
So they played Saturday afternoon, right? They flew out to Chicago. Normally, you would leave a day before that. They couldn't fly out Friday. They had to fly out Thursday night, right? So they had to spend an extra night in Chicago. Again, not the end of the world. I'm sure they're treated very, very, very well, right? But then to your point, Saturday, Christmas Eve, they play a 1 o'clock Eastern time game. They should be able to hop on the bird and fly back to Buffalo and get home for their families and their kids, and yet, they couldn't. They had to stay in Chicago Saturday night, Christmas Eve night, and then, like you said, fly back into Rochester because the, the snow had shifted in Buffalo to where it normally hits really bad, which, again, don't make no mistake, it was bad enough in the Bill Stadium area and what they call the South Towns area, and that's where I was talking about that Fredonia, uh, where my where where my buddy lives. Uh, and again, that's probably maybe a half an hour, thirty five minutes west of the Bill Stadium. Uh, that was just like twelve ish plus inches or whatever it was. Well, the, the the major dumping of the snow was over the Buffalo International Airport and over downtown and over that part of the area. So, again, they couldn't go in, so they couldn't fly out of Chicago Saturday night. They had to stay an extra night in Chicago, so three nights in Chicago. Again, they're staying at a posh hotel. Nobody should feel bad. But then fly into Rochester, get back to Rochester at like 1130 Sunday morning, Christmas morning, and then bus back to Buffalo. Right. And then still have to get in there. I mean, they probably didn't make it home until like three o'clock. Yep. Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Again, these are professional athletes. They're paid very well. It's not like they have to drive uh, all that much. It's not like they have to get back and forth to Chicago. Nobody should feel super, super bad. But that is problematic. That is a little bit crazy. Now, it's probably not as crazy as, again, um, some other situations, you know, around the league and, and, and what you have to put your body through and what you, you know, have to overcome, you know, in terms of injuries and all that stuff. Probably not that. Uh, but it's still inconvenient. I mean, if you think about the Bills, you know, remember they had to play two consecutive games in Detroit over the span of four and a half days. I mean, what team has had more, you know, I guess tough luck from weather? Uh, I mean, hell, the Cincinnati Bengals the other night, Pete, they were coming back from uh, Providence. They had to land at, uh, I, I think, LaGuardia on Christmas Eve because one of their engines failed. One of their engines failed. They had to land at LaGuardia and switch planes. I mean, think about that. A whole football team, a whole football organization could have been doomsday oh. if they didn't get oh. there in time. Think well, about that. Thankfully, they did. Plenty of airports to land at between New England and Cincinnati. That's the good thing. Jay Gruden will join us coming up. And then we'll take your call starting at uh, 10 o'clock on Touchdown at 10. It'll be your show the rest of the way. This segment brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? And even faster in some areas. The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device. Learn more about vehicle theft prevention at MarylandAutoTheft.org. Jay Gruden joins us next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. All right, indeed. Commanders players off today. Ron Rivera to meet with the media later on this afternoon. Willie announced the starting quarterback in essentially a must-win game against Deshaun Watson and the very mediocre Cleveland Browns on New Year's Day at FedEx. We will find out together. Of course, our opening thoughts on the fallout from a stocking full of cold performance in San Fran on Saturday right now available for you on Rewind on the Odyssey and the Team 980 app. Caps and Wizards both off tonight. Wizards returning to the court tomorrow night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, the Capitals, uh, they've been off since Friday when Alex Ovechkin both tied and broke. Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey's all-time goal scoring, uh, I shouldn't say not all-time, goal scoring mark of 801, tying it early in the uh, late in the first period and then breaking it late in the third on an empty net, no-look goal to make NHL history. If you missed it, it was awesome. And Monday Night Football tonight, wrapping up the week, it is less than awesome. The L.A. Chargers against the Indianapolis Colts. You can hear that game on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's a Motown Misery Monday, even though there's nothing misery about Motown. As the Commanders fall to San Francisco, kind of expected. How they got there was kind of a wacky. Talking to you about that starting at 10 o'clock on Touchdown at 10. Pleased as always, though, right now to be joined by our good friend Jay Gruden, who joins us on Monday mornings. Jay, Merry Christmas and appreciate some time this morning. How are you, sir? Hello, Jay. Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> only Russell. Yeah. Only Russell would be bah humbug, Jay. Yeah, that shouldn't well, surprise you. You yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, that's, Jay, that's, Jay, shocking. Jay, that's that's not surprising at all. Yeah, I was gonna say Jay had to deal with my bah humbug ways for five and a half years. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> that was the best part of what Jay didn't have to deal with. Well, anymore. see, the worst part was Russell. You were you you didn't even you never bought Jay a Christmas gift either. You could have you could have like bridged the gap a little bit with all of your bah, bah humbugness by buying Jay a Christmas gift. At least I mean, reached out, reached across the table, I try to bridge o- the gap. I always offered. He told me, no, that's okay. Dan's got it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> For how long remains to be seen. Oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Robert's got it. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I apologize. Robert needs to get us one of those hats he was wearing on the Monday night set the other night so we can keep our head warm in this cold weather yes. uh, like it is right now. Um, Jay, Ron finally went there uh, yesterday, and in a way – I felt bad for Taylor because I think it made him almost look like the scapegoat in game. Anytime a player at the quarterback position gets replaced, um, whether right or wrong, whether they're the reason or not, um, I thought it you know kind of made him look like the scapegoat uh, in game the other day because I thought the issues were more than just uh, Taylor in that situation. Thoughts as you've been there, you've had to make that decision uh, on replacing a guy in game when you're looking for a spark while you still think the game is competitive in that situation. Yeah, it's a tough call, especially since I think Taylor played one of his better games in the first half, contrary to belief. He played well. He had some good third-down conversions. He had some uh, a nice touchdown pass. He moved around in the pocket. And then he had the two unfortunate plays to start the fourth quarter, the sack fumble, which wasn't on him. And the interception, I don't think, was on him either after watching the tape. Um, it's unfortunate for Heineke, but as a coach, and you're down uh, three scores and you need to get chunk yardage back, I think it probably was the right call to go to uh, uh, Carson at that time. So, Jay, if you don't think the interception was his fault, and if he gets lit up like a Christmas tree by Bosa, who beats Lucas off the edge at a tight end, as a head coach, what responsibility do you have to your team? Basically, you're trying to find, again, that spark. You're trying to stop the slide. But you're essentially assigning blame to the quarterback by benching the quarterback, are you not? Um, I'd say there can be some truth to that statement. However, when you have a backup quarterback like Carson Wentz, who's a big, strong arm guy and maybe more has the ability more so to get chunk yardage to get the comeback on, then maybe you do that for that reason. If it was a tie game and he threw the interception and they yanked them, it'd be a different story. Then there'd be a problem. But I think being a situation is what it is. It probably was the right call. I just, I don't think Heineke played uh, poorly in my opinion to get the blame, but situationally, it was probably right call to go to uh, Carson. You know, Jay, obviously, look, we've seen all the mechanical things, and we were discussing that a little bit. I mean, at some point, you know, you as a coach, your quarterback coach who works even closer with the quarterback in terms of the mechanical stuff, there are still mechanical things that are happening there that you would at least think with as much as he has started and played now, 
some of that stuff would improve, but the constant throwing off the back foot, which in a sense does make the ball end up shorter. You're trying to throw the ball five or ten yards further because you got guys winning routes and the ball's shorter because the guy's throwing off his back foot. At some point, is that just a case where no matter how much the quarterback coach and the OC work with the quarterback, is that just a case where the quarterback just can't do it, won't do it, and at some point, where does he bear the responsibility? Yeah, I think he does have to bear the responsibility when the pocket is clean. When the pocket's not clean, I don't care what you tell a quarterback, he's not going to be able to step into the throw. And he has very few times where the pocket has been clean, where he throws off his back foot. Usually when he throws off his back foot, there's push right up the middle. He doesn't feel comfortable. He can't really see. And that's where the problems arise. And that's kind of been his M.O. um, throughout his career. Size is an issue uh, for him. He can't really see. Then he can't step in a throw when he can't see. Jay, I agree uh, totally with you on Heineke the other day in terms of the first half was way better than we normally see, and yet they you know, they only had seven points to show for it. So people were screaming at me on Twitter, go figure, before they even had the seven points. It's all about points. you got to score points. I get that. I understand that. But as, as a game flows along, right, even if a team is not scoring or if – you know, for whatever reason, a, a, a couple of things go wrong, Sun Monster, uh, penalties, what have you. Again, as a head coach, as a somebody who's got to make that decision, you're evaluating for more than just the bottom line, right? Meaning you're evaluating a person's play, a quarterback in this case is play, regardless of the the bottom line result. Is that, is that correct or is it just essentially about the bottom line result? Well, if you're just grading Heineke in the first half or the first three quarters, you have to give him a pretty good grade because right. he, he actually played pretty good. He had some really good third-down conversions, um, some good throws. Third uh, you long, know, the first, yeah. Yeah, third and long throws. You know, the thing that happened with their offense is the recipe for success that they've had over the years, the first and second down runs, right. didn't net anything. They were in right. second and nine, third and ten a lot. And uh, usually that's when they pick up chunk yards and they're able to move the ball and, and put Heineke in great situations. This time they didn't have that success. And Heineke had to bail him out a couple times on third down, which I think he did. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, obviously the defense didn't play great. They blew a couple coverages, gave up some big plays, and then uh, they couldn't get it done on offense and, and had the two big turnovers to start the fourth quarter. Jay, ultimately, what's the better scenario this week? Start Heineke again and then go to Wentz if you have to? Or is there more risk in starting Wentz this week and at some point potentially having to go back to Heineke in game if for some reason Carson just fails miserably? You know, it's a miserable situation to be in when you're talking about that position this late in the season when you're fighting for a playoff spot. And I feel bad for the staff because I'm sure both guys are, uh, they feel like they're capable, but they have to make a decision. And uh, Heineke's the guy that kind of got them in this position to make this playoff run. So I personally would stick with Heineke. That's just me. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went to win. Um, that's just uh, that's that's what the coaches get paid big dollars for to make these tough decisions. And um, somebody's got to start. If you if you went back to Heineke in in that case uh, that you were just mentioning, and I understand that, even though I would go with Wentz, and I think that's where they're going to go, but I could be wrong, certainly. If you went back to Heineke, do you have to have a way shorter leash this Sunday, or do you operate like, no, you know, we got to give him – the, the time and, and opportunity to work it out because we thought he was our our best chance of winning this game. Meaning, I, I don't know if that yeah, makes sense, like you. if he I makes think, one uh, or two well, bad I think, throws. I think whoever you start, you know, the issue is mm. going to be how short the leash going to be. How, what mm. if, is it going to be short on Wentz? If he starts, if he struggles and takes a couple bad sacks and throws a pick early, you're going to go to Heineke then? Uh, so I think whichever quarterback starts, I don't think they're going to have a very – good comfort levels if they start screwing up they're gonna have to play well and, and protect the football and and get some points on the board and beat us uh, you know a cleveland team so um good luck it's, it's just a tough decision and i don't think either quarterback is really head and shoulders above the quarterback behind them or vice versa so it's a tough decision for the coaches jay they've got extreme skill on the outside that's evident right now in particular uh with mclaurin uh dotson and samuel Right now, what, in your mind, from a protection standpoint, can they scheme up which still allows that group to take advantage of their great skill for you? Because outside of – and you, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks as we've seen this develop. Outside of Boyd, 
um, you know, Higgins and Chase in Cincinnati. I don't know if there's a better trio in the league. There's a lot of good duos, but I don't know if there's a lot of great trios, and Washington is lucky enough to have that. As you know, that's something that hadn't happened around here in a long time. But what kind of protection can they scheme up to try and take advantage of that because those guys are winning a lot of their matchups, Jay, more often than not? Yeah, I mean, if you want to line, get all three of them on the field at the same time, then you got to change your personnel group and be in 11 personnel more often. They, they lined up in some 12 personnel, have the two tight ends out there to try to help protection and help the running game. Um, when you line up in 11 personnel, you're going to have to get more of those runs in there. Uh, who's your tight end going to be? Can he block the point of attack? You know, a lot of issues come to place when you start changing up personnel. But you're right. These receivers are playing at a very high level. And, and Chris, you're probably right with that being said. If they want to try to air it out a little bit more, then maybe Carson is a better option. Right. Uh, if they want to stick to their guns and play like they've been playing, they got them in this position to fight for playoffs, then they need the two tight end sets. They need to run the ball between the tackles. they got to get Brian back on and uh, win the line of scrimmage. All right, a couple of situational things that I, I wanted to pick your brain on. Uh, one, uh, early, uh, let me see, It was, uh, I guess it was late first quarter, early second quarter, whatever it was, they get a first and goal at the five-yard line. They choose to run four straight plays. And Heineke was on a heater. Um, Jay, you know I like to run the ball. Uh, I, I get the problems. I get the benefits. But I would have liked them to throw one time in a four-play sequence from the five-yard line that one, and then also the decision by Ron down seven in the third quarter, only down seven to go for it on fourth and one from your own, uh, what was it, 37-yard line, I believe it was. They tried the quarterback sneak, and it blew up in their face. Those two situations, give me your thoughts uh, on those. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned it many times. That, uh, if you want to be a physical team, you got to be physical all the time, and, and that's the way you brand your team, and you got to run the ball inside the five-yard line. you got to try to pound it in there with your best player, who's been your best player over the course of uh, last month, and Brian Robinson, and uh, unfortunately it didn't work out. But you're right, I think there should have been – got four plays to run a play pass. I think there's got to be a second and goal you'd like to see a play pass. I, I agree with you on that one. And then the, the fourth and one, you know, this is – this is the NFL now in 2022, mm-hmm. 2023. Teams are going for it on fourth and one from their own 35-yard line because that's what analytics say. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams are having success with it. You see the Chargers do it all the time. They've, they've been shot in the foot a few times, but they've had success. I think the Rams did it. I think the Packers did it yesterday. I think, they're, you know, a lot of teams are doing it, so you can't really fault them for that because he's not the only one that's not abnormal to do that. Jay, who's the guy that gets fired, though? The analytical guy or the head coach? Oh, the head coach gets fired, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a front like San Francisco that's not easy to get a yard. You know, they, they, <laughs> they don't give up yards in the bushels very often, and it's a tough down. But you're down seven. You're at your own 37. Um, I'd like to – you know, if I had a quarterback like uh, – you know, a bigger guy like Jalen Hurts, I think the quarterback sneak would be a better option because of his ability to squat 400 pounds mm-hmm. as opposed to Heineke, you know. So it has a little bit uh, of factor in it too. Jay, we'll let you out on this uh, real quick around the league. How do we explain what's going on with Tom Brady, Russell Wilson? These are two men that have played this game at an incredibly high level, uh, yet you look around them right now and it's nowhere near. I mean, it's not even close to anything uh, we've seen. Uh, from each guy. How, how do we explain that? And then how do we explain what Sean has done with Baker Mayfield in a couple of weeks? Well, I think some of these teams are hard to watch no matter who the quarterback is, but you're really surprised at Russell Wilson and his lack of success or lack of lack of being able to do anything. They look like they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. They're awful. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Brady, you know, same thing. I mean, it doesn't look like the same guy. He looks, I know he's older, um, but it just it looks bad. It's just hard to watch. And I love Tom Brady. He's my favorite guy of all time. Um, and and uh, just it's just hard to watch. And then, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, they, they had a lot of success. They got success early. They ran some play passes. They got him outside the pocket, uh, got him comfortable. Um, everything was clicking. Just one of those games that uh, you get your quarterback in a rhythm, in a groove. You get your running game going. Everything's working. And then the other team can't do anything. They're giving, giving the ball up, throwing three picks, giving you a great field position. It was a great day for the Rams. Uh, you know the difference between Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. You know, one struggles and still finds a way to win on the road in overtime, yeah. and the other one throws three picks. And is that's horrendous. the great thing about that's the great thing about Tom is no matter how bad he plays for three quarters, exactly. they're always going to be in it, and you always feel like you have a chance to win. Exactly. Jay, appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, you got it. Thank you guys. You Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Jay. Bah humbug. <laughs> Jay Gruden joining us here, as he often does each and every Monday here. 
on the Team 980. Your show the rest of the way. Let's talk about it. Your thoughts. You heard what Jay had to say. He'd stay with four going into this game this week. Certainly the safer scenario. You go with four and, hey, you can put 11 in at any time if you had to if the same thing occurred. Does he get the same courtesy that most starting quarterbacks would get in this situation, or is Ron still treating him like the backup quarterback? Of course, you'll remember in Pretty Woman, Richard Gear treated Julia Roberts like the backup quarterback, and he finally came around. Let's talk about it. 301-230-0980. And, of course, follow us live on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.